The Little Black Book. Welcome back to Trot's Life. It's Little Black Book time with Stephen Cleveman. How are you, Steve? I'm very well, Toby. You uh, sound a little bit croaky this morning. Yeah, I am a little bit croaky. Wake up a bit croaky. So, uh, yeah, I'll battle on through, mate, and hopefully I'll get through the whole show without um, doing a Jimmy Jakes. Yeah, fingers crossed that, uh, look, that, that clip has become famous. So uh, maybe you need to do that just to get your name right up in light. Uh, yeah, I don't think it would be quite the same, would it, compared to a race core. Now, tell <laughs> us the story of the snake, mate. Uh, yeah, we just uh, had visitors over yesterday and we're sitting inside having a coffee and Lorraine spotted something out the corner of her eye. She goes, is that a snake in the paddock? And I looked up and went, oh, that's not good. And it was in the paddock with... Uh, Mirakuru's younger brother and heading towards Mirakuru so we made a very quick exit out the house and across the paddock and uh, yeah she was a six foot black snake it's a tell you what it's the biggest snake I've ever seen in my life and uh, look I'm not going to be afraid to admit it but uh, yeah my butthole puckered up a little bit when I got up close to it. <laughs> yeah I'm sure it did mate so um, you, you're relieved that from any danger from the horses let's just leave it at that and uh, where, what is it now? Is it Kookaburra Tucker or what? Pretty much, yeah. But uh, look, it's a beautiful snake, and you sort of feel bad uh, having to dispose of them. But when you've got uh, racehorses there and a little eleven-month who's just started walking, walking and likes to pick up sticks and things like that, then uh, look, safety of horses and family comes first, unfortunately. Do you, do you see them too often? Uh, no, well, so we've been here six years. We've seen three tracks going across the track in that yeah. time and not one vision of a snake. This year, I had a red belly black snake uh, about six weeks ago, which they're pretty harmless. So we moved him on um, to a safer spot. And then we had a brown snake about a week after that. And then this bugger yesterday. So... For some reason, we've gone six years without seeing one, and we've seen three in uh, in a matter of weeks. Yeah, okay, that's strange, isn't it? Mm. All yeah. right, and uh, they, they keep getting bigger, which is the scary part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so do the stories. By by month's end, it'll be probably nine, ten foot. The snake. Oh, at least, at least, give us a few <laughs> drinks on New Year's Eve after work, and we'll we'll get it really big. <laughs> yes, certainly will. Now, what have you got for us uh, on the weekend with the little black book runners? Yeah, so this week, wow, the runners have all stepped out. We've got sixteen runners over seven races at Melton. Uh, oh, wow. We'll go through each of the races, but we've got five races, uh, four races, five bets picked out for the night. So. Race one, we have two runners in this in Sly Terror, who's got a perfect draw in barrier one, and Franco Novelist, who I think can take advantage of a very quiet run, hoping there's a bit of speed on early. And both those, I think, will be up in the top of the money tree, but we are not having a bet in race one. Yeah, he just hasn't quite been right, Franco Novelist, those last two, and I wouldn't be surprised we see him bounce back to his best, but there is an Emma Stewart horse looming large in that race. Ideal rock, ideal roll. Absolutely. And I just hope, I mean, for Franco Novelist's sake, he'll want, uh, you know, Sly Terror and him to have a bit of a crack early and uh, put the speed on so he can be sweeping home. But, uh, yeah, I just want to see him return back to form. 
two runs back was good six, um, having to come from a long way back and wide, but last start probably just a tad disappointing. Is Cool Knight in the book still in race two? He is. We've got two runners in race two. We have number one, Chin Chiller, and number five, Cool Knight. We are having a bet in this race, and it's not Cool Knight. We're going to have $40 the win on Chin Chiller. This is a really good three-year-old field, but Chin Chiller is going excellent. Rumble Stride's probably going to step out as one of the favourites. Um, but Chin Chiller's times are every bit as good as it. You go back uh, just a couple of runs ago, you know, and it was running third to some very, very nice, uh, you know, three-year-old mares in, or three-year-old fillies in the big races. So I think Chinchilla can take advantage of the barrier draw, possibly lead all the way. And uh, hopefully, if we're getting about 6 or $7 like it's marked on the Trot's website, uh, I'm happy to have a $40 win bet on Chinchilla race two, number one. For Mark Pitt, who's two behind Kate Gath in the Drivers' Premiership, where's your next one? Do we go right down to the Sogiola Spring? Uh, yes, we do. So we don't have any in the uh, Homegrown Classic Finals. So in the Sogiola Sprint, we've got three runners all drawn the back row. Race five, we have number eight, Beyond the Light, number 10, Serge Blanco, and number 11, Max Delight. All three horses absolutely flying it's going to be an interesting race early i think uh we'll see whether lark captain wants to lead all the way it's, it's back into exactly where he loves to be over the short drawn well uses his gate speed or whether he decides to take a sit on outlaw man because he's been hitting the line absolutely super like captain but we're having a bet off the back row serge blanco absolutely flying his last three runs i thought have been sensational so we're going to have a 40 dollars win bet on race five, number 10, Serge Blanco. And uh, at the moment, he's marked at $6 on the trots.com website. Yeah, best of luck to Jono, to, uh, who owns that share in Serge Blanco. Well discussed on this program. Race six, the Sundons gift trotters free-for-all. Sundons gift went back-to-back and into Dominions with a trip to Sweden in between, which sounds a bit familiar at the moment. Yeah, it's a funny little story that does sound rather familiar. Uh, maybe we'll have to find another trotter to try and do the same thing with. It'll be nice. But uh, yeah. I'm tipping the next one will be uh, the Just Belief free for all after uh, what he's been able to do. But getting yeah, back true. to the Sundon's gift, we're race six. We have three runners again. Race six, number three, Golden Sunset. Number five, Revelstoke. And number eight, RC Phoenix. They reckon R.C. Phoenix lit the track up at the trials at Bendigo, so it'd be interesting to see how he goes. We have the three runners in this race, but we do not have a bet. No bet? No bet. I almost had a uh, a place bet on Golden Sunset, but uh, when I went through, you know, we've got quite a few races, I just had to try to figure out which ones were the best to go with. Well, I'll back Juanita Breen the lead and run a lead time of 46.5. She's done it the last two. I expect nothing different, Juanita, if, you, if you're listening. Uh, race seven is the Jody's Babe. Yeah, the Jody's Babe going around for the mares here. We've got two runners. So race seven, we have number five, Paradise Valley, who got the money for us last week. And number nine, Tangoing with Sierra. This is a horse that when we're going to have a bet on, Tangoing with Sierra, we're going to have a $40 win bet. I just think she's just peak, ready to peak 
Fourth up here, coming back from a Menangle run, I think this might really suit. And uh, there could be a bit of speed on early. The harder they go, the better it's going to suit her. But Tango and Wissiera is one of the class runners of this race. So we're having $40 a win, race seven, number nine. Paradise Valley will be hard to beat, won't it? Um, this is a bit of a step up in grade. So, I mean, it was Paradise Valley crimes of a lady and then, you know, sort of air behind them in the, lo- the race last week. But, you know, Tango and Sierra, so what? You know, there's a few nicer horses in this one. So I don't think it'll be quite as easy. And that's where I, I originally was going to back Paradise Valley and I changed my bet. Fair enough. Race eight, uh, an intriguing race, this race. There's a lot of chances and some interesting runners like an I'm No Pumpkin draws the pole, which might hurt Arg's chances off his back. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a very open race, this one. And we have, again, three runners going around in it. Number four, Coravalli Star, who got the money for us last week. Number five, Raw for Roscoe. Just building. Uh, wasn't really wrapped with his run last week. I think he's still got improvement to come. Number nine, Whiskey Cavalier, who's been knocking on the door for a long time now. Really want to see this horse get a win on the board soon, especially when we keep backing it. So we've got two bets in this race. So we're going with race eight, number four, Coravelli Star. I think it can lead all the way, as it did last week, and win again. So we're having $40 to win, race eight, number four. And also... Race eight, number nine, Whiskey Cavalier. So we're hoping for an Andy Gas double here. We're having a $10 win uh, as a saver in case he gets up and beats the stable mate. $30 place bet. So $80 going on race eight. Race eight, number four, 40 the win. Race eight, number nine, 10 the win, 30 the place. You've now backed uh, Mark Pitt runner and a Kate Gath runner. So you're keeping him relatively even so far. <laughs> race nine, the tab trot. Yeah, the tab shot. This is the last of our black book runners going around, and that's number three, Naked Ambition. I think it finds a front. It's going to be very hard to beat. It's going to be right in this. It's going to be a great little race, but we have spent our $200 already, so no bet in race nine. Race nine, number three, Naked Ambition. And what's Christmas Day? It's pretty special, mate, with your first one with Hugo. Yeah, absolutely. He's, uh, he's probably not going to really know what it's all about i think that the next one will be even better you'll you'll really understand what is happening but it's great to be able to spend our first christmas with hugo we'll be shooting up to bendigo and spending it up there with my brother and and his family and uh and then coming back home to feed up after lunch and just a quick one from your mate uh, johnny Carlos, four thousandth winner i don't think we discussed it on monday did we no, we didn't. Yeah, great to see. I worked for John for nearly four years. Uh, fantastic guy, really well-deserved. You know, he used to punch out centuries year after year after year. Uh, mm. I know the winners have slowed down a little bit uh, of late, but in saying that, you know, he still drives as good as he ever has. And to reach 4,000 winners, it's, it's a fantastic milestone. So big congrats to JJ. He's, uh, yeah, he's pretty humble. He, he's pretty quiet about those things, but I'm pretty sure that... Uh, He'll be sitting at home and reflecting on it a bit over, you know, times to go. It's amazing, really, because he's never been the number one driver for a really big stable. You know, he's always been the number two at a big stable. Yeah, correct. And and he's always had his own team as well. Um, you know, yeah. so even when you're freelancing and, and you've got a team of horses, you know, sometimes you're, you're looking after your owners and you're knocking back good drivers because that, the owners expect you to drive their horses as well. So... 
you know, it's not like he's just been a, a freelance driver the whole time as well. So, yeah, it's a terrific uh, achievement. It's a, it's a bloody lot of winners when you start counting them up, that's for sure. It certainly is. Steve, thanks so much, mate. Enjoy tomorrow. You'll, you'll be doing the Friday form panel with Dan Malecki as I'll be at Yarra Valley Racing for the day. Yeah, sure. We're looking forward to it. Hopefully we can find plenty of winners for the listeners. Very good. Steve Cleave uh, joining us for a peek into his little black book. He'll be back tomorrow from 10.30 to 12 for the Friday form panel. 11.30 news is upon us. Let's get that away. Short reset the other side. Darren Carroll still to come with Matt Young in the next half an hour.